Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we take a look at the astrological energies from May 17th until May 24th. And wow, 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 what a week of energies we have to move through and navigate as well as to make the most of them because there are some rare aspects happening this week that are potent activations, big activations of more cosmic codes that we are ready to embrace, integrate, and live with, as well as to fully understand more of our potentials and authentic expressions. So we have some big energies unfolding. And just to quickly give you a heads up, we're going to see the Taurus new moon at 28 degrees on May 19th, followed by Mars entering Leo. Then the sun enters Gemini. We're going to have the fixed grand cross this week as well, which is a powerful energy signature working with all of us. Now, I have done some videos for you on YouTube about the fixed grand cross. So please check out that video because I don't want to repeat myself too much in this podcast. Rather, I want to offer you some new insights and some new ways to work with this energy as we will all be feeling it. To begin, we're going to go through the energies in a chronological order and also then discuss more of the significance of the fixed grand cross and I'll explain what that is as well because please note that there are people who listen to this podcast at all levels of astrology. Some people are brand new to astrology. They're just learning this language. They're just trying to understand how all of this works together as a consciousness system and then there are many of you who are much further along in terms of your own studies over years or decades. Keep in mind that my perspective as the one sharing this information is that I seek to offer information and valuable insights for everyone wherever you are in your astrological journey. So on May 18th, we're going to see the sun in Taurus sextile Neptune in Pisces at 27 degrees, along with Mercury in Taurus, now direct, sextiling Saturn in Pisces at 6 degrees. So we have a lovely little repetitive signature here where the sun and Mercury in Taurus are connecting with both Neptune and Saturn in Pisces. So in your chart, this will activate your Taurus and Pisces energies as well, especially by house placement. And this is a very creative as well as a softer, more receptive energy. This is when you could feel like you need time to yourself, that you just want to be in what you are experiencing. And as the sun and Mercury connect with the planets in Pisces, there's an understanding of change is on the horizon. In fact, whatever you're ready to be complete with and to release may easily go away. There is a softness in this energy that is also feminine. It's also about trusting what you're moving through, where you could feel quite clear about something at this point, especially after Mercury's retrograde is now over. 
There could be something that you have a new understanding about. You're connecting it to your spiritual path. You understand what you've been learning or what you've been understanding. This energy can also be compassionate, where maybe there's something that you go easy on yourself about. Let yourself off the hook. Just understand that it's okay if things don't line up exactly how we expect them to or want them to. So May 18th could be a day where you're receiving more downloads or messages around what you've been choosing. Also, there's energy here that can make it easier to take a break, to just be a little bit more gentle with yourself and to not feel like you have to rush or do or accomplish. This is connected to your beingness and how we can just float at times, and that's a good thing, and how we can allow and how we can understand that there isn't a requirement to overmanage or overdo at times. So this is quite a lovely day. I also want to note that when the sun is in Taurus at 27 degrees, it is working with a Pleiadian energy point, and that is the case from May 16th, 17th, and 18th as the sun in Taurus moves across 25, 26, 27 degrees of Taurus and interacts directly with the Pleiadian energy points. And this is where that sun in Taurus lights up our solar consciousness, connects us to more energies from outside our solar system, and also provides an opening. So this is a portal. This is a receptive energy of downloading more Pleiadian energetics and wisdom. And this is something that we can always use consciously for solutions, for better ways of managing our energy, for understanding what is vital right now, what is important, and how to trust that as well. Right after this energy point, we're going to see the Taurus new moon, and that occurs at 28 degrees of Taurus in your chart on May 19th. Now, the Taurus new moon is actually now part of a lunar reversal schedule that we're on, where over the next 14 months or so, we're going to have a full moon followed by a new moon. And this is because we just had in March and April two Aries new moons that switched the lunar cycle. And it stays that way until July 2024. So here we have this Taurus new moon happening at the end of Taurus season. And that's going to be the trend until the middle of 2024. So we will see a full moon followed by a new moon. And that's going to be an interesting dance to stay mindful of and to stay aware of. So with this Taurus new moon happening at 28 degrees, so near the very end of Taurus, we come back to center. We come back to what we need that is essential and practical and what supports your energy now, especially after eclipse season. So this would be a new moon to come back to yourself, call all your energy back. And as you do so, you might notice 
intuitively or with your third eye that there are some energy cords that are still connected or still going out into places, experiences, people, areas of your life that you no longer want to be corded to or attached to. So this would be a Taurus new moon to allow yourself to unhook, detach, pull those energies back to yourself and call in all of your life force. Taurus is deeply connected to our sacral chakra, to our creativity, to where we want to establish a secure, stable life for ourselves. But that starts with how we securely stabilize our own energy. So this could be a time when you're really looking for things to be clear and evident and you want to even clean up your own energy. This can be a refresh. This could be intuitively scanning your energy field to identify where you have blockages or where your energy feels like it's leaked out or it isn't as vibrant or strong as you'd like it to be. This is a Taurus new moon to ground into your energy and to also call in what you've learned and what you've understood about yourself that supports your self-value and self-worth so that you can really feel that in your energy as well. It's a good time to make decisions and assess what supports how you want to live your life as well as what does not support it, which could be very eye-opening after eclipse season. You could have some clarity around what you no longer want in your world and also perhaps an understanding of what has been opening up for you to trust more in yourself. What to open up into, and this feels internal, that maybe you are meeting or seeing for the first time in your own journey. And because this is a Taurus new moon, It's always about setting intentions. A new moon is when the sky is the darkest. It's where we actually don't see the moon because it's being rebirthed. It's beginning a new voyage and it's syncing up with the solar consciousness of the sun to do so. And this happens every 28 days or so reminding us of how we also are designed to continually evolve, grow, and cycle through different energies. So make sure that you have some very clear intentions for yourself during this Taurus new moon because I feel like they are ready to move forward and move into some new choices and options because both the sun and the moon move into Gemini shortly after this new moon. So what that also signifies is that every new moon is going to occur, as I said, towards the end of each astrological sign where it then transitions into the next astrological sign, which is going to be very different. So Taurus is a fixed earth sign. It is connected to feminine energetics. Then the sun and the moon move into Gemini, which is a mutable air sign connected to masculine energetics. So this means that whatever you are needing to stabilize yourself, to really own your creativity, your joys in life, whatever brings you more life that you can rely on, 
that you also perhaps have some routines and habits around. This energy moves into Gemini and it opens up into, oh, I didn't see that option before. Oh, I didn't understand that that could happen. Gemini asks us to be more adaptable, to look at the choices, to think of things in a new way. And this could be something that could even feel welcomed because of how we've had a lot of energy in Taurus. And if you have felt stuck, if you've been waiting, maybe you've even felt like things have been on pause, or why won't this bust through, or why won't things start to open up? When they move into Gemini, they do. Gemini opens up the roadways, opens up the information, the communications, the pathways, and things pick up their pace in Gemini. So even though we've been in eclipse season where things have been very dynamic and chaotic and active, as the sun and the moon move into Gemini, we start to open up our perceptions, and there could be some new things that come forward that actually provide a solution, give you a new insight, understanding around what you've been in, what you've been moving through, perhaps even a new way of perceiving what you want next and where to go from here. So we move into this terrain of a bridge. It's a bridge between Taurus and Gemini, And it also can make life feel busier, that all of a sudden there's more going on, there's more you have to participate in, more emails showing up, more text messages, just life picks up its pace when we move into Gemini season. So keep in mind that happens right after this Taurus new moon. But before that, before the Taurus new moon on May 19th, we have on May 20th, Mars entering Leo. And as soon as Mars enters Leo, he has an immediate opposition to Pluto retrograde in Aquarius at zero degrees. So this is happening at zero degrees. And we also have here Jupiter in Taurus. Jupiter just entered Taurus on May 16th. And then we're also working with the nodes of fate. So the north node being at two degrees of Taurus and the south node being at two degrees of Scorpio creates what we call a grand cross. And this is occurring in the early, early degrees of the fixed signs. And it also has this energy of a pause, a stop, understanding that you could feel pulled in multiple directions all at once, that there is a lot on your mind, in your life, in your world. This energy can feel overwhelming. It can feel quite big. And it can also feel like you don't know what to choose or you don't know what to do. This is going to be an energy working the most personally with people who have planets or points between zero and two degrees of the fixed signs. Zero, one, and two degrees of the fixed signs being Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius. This is where the energy is the tightest, where you could feel that it's really, really intense for you. And so then for those who don't have planets or points at 
those degrees in the fixed signs, you're still going to feel this energy because it works with our collective energy frequencies. It's in the air. It's something that we all feel. You just won't feel it as personally. You could feel like you're in the audience. You could feel like you're watching things or you're observing it. You're sensing it. You're aware of it, but it isn't something that's active for you in your own world. So keep that in mind. That's an important way of understanding these astrological energies is that it's going to be more personal for some people than for others. So Mars enters Leo and that is a sign that Mars is strong in because Leo is a fire sign. Mars does well in the fire signs and Mars can now assert what he wants. Leo being the energy of personal expression, understanding more of who you are, what you want to create, what you want to be the leader of. Mars in Leo is a leadership energy that wants to take charge, but is he leading from his ego or is he leading from his heart? And the more evolved Mars in Leo leads from the heart, is connected to the heart, also as a form of courage, also with the willingness to be brave and even to take a risk. But now we have Mars opposing this Pluto in Aquarius retrograde and squaring both the nodes of fate and Jupiter in Taurus. So this Mars can feel shut down. This Mars can feel like he can't do what he wants to do. He can't make moves. He can't take the action. He could feel really pissed off and frustrated. He could have a wild temper tantrum. This is also the energy of not taking risks because there is an increased risk of harm, of damage, of injury. This can be violence. This can be a very violent energy because that Mars in Leo is going to roar and is going to get really angry at what he can't do, at where he has the blockages, the limitations, or the no from that Pluto in Aquarius. And this is the first time that we've had this energy. So I want to highlight something here about the fixed grand cross. Because Pluto is newly in Aquarius, this is the first time we've experienced this energy signature in our lifetime. And it's activating something new within each of us that's rising up to the surface. And that's because it's happening at zero degrees. And there's also something here that you are being guided by your soul to see in a new way, to step into more of your own quantum growth, more of your own expansion. And this is the energy as well of Pluto in Aquarius where Pluto is activating new parts of our own cosmic codes, new parts of who you are at an individual level. And this is very potent for starseeds, light workers, energy guides, healers, those of you who have felt that your gifts, your soul mission, and your abilities are very different. This is where we're stepping more into the power of our energy. And so what you could also see in this dynamic is that here is Pluto, which is your soul, which holds 
the essence of who you are in a timelessness, the timelessness of your energy, your soul's journey as it has moved through multiple dimensions and experiences and energies across multiple lifetimes. So very limitless. And then here it is opposing Mars in Leo, which is the personality, the self-identity, the ego self, who you know yourself to be in this lifetime. And so you could have a push-pull between what your soul is guiding you to do, how your soul is introducing you to something brand new, something new that you're ready to own, to step into. This can also be a powerful truth because Pluto holds the truth frequency. And sometimes our egos or our souls are not on the same page with that truth frequency. And so the ego or personality archetypal energies of Mars and Leo could have a very strong resistance to where your soul is guiding you. And that's where there can be frustration. That's where there can be a strong reaction that comes up. And then when you have both of these planets, Mars and Leo, Pluto in Aquarius, squaring Jupiter in Taurus, well, Jupiter makes things bigger amplifies it, exaggerates it, and Jupiter is now connected to that practical frequency of Taurus that brings us into the here and now, that has a focus on the physical world and how you are showing up, what you are doing. This Jupiter in Taurus is reminding you that you're here on this planet and what do you want to do with your time on this planet? How do you want to invest your time? How do you want to create your life? What feels solid and strong for you? And so there's these points in our charts as well as in our energy fields that each want their own thing, have their own needs, have their own intentions, and they're all basically just staring at each other during this fixed grand cross, which also involves the south node in Scorpio that is at two degrees Scorpio, which is an eclipse point from last October 2022, activating that eclipse point of what you know you're done with, where you're ready to let it go. And that's the karma. That's the emotional energies, the intensity. Something is ending here for this lifetime. That's what this energy signature really feels like. There's things that are clearing out, closing out. You're done with them in this lifetime, whether it is karma, whether it is something connected to your soul growth and your path. It's sort of like I gave it my all. I did my best. I did what I could and now I'm done. And so there's something definitive. There's a definitive energy with this fixed grand cross but it's also asking you at the same time to look at what the new beginnings are that are starting that could feel big and overwhelming. It could feel like it's too much and that is where you don't know where to go with your energy. Maybe there's too much in front of you. There's too much pulling at you, whatever it might be. But there's something here where if you tune into that truth frequency from your soul, you have a deep knowingness. There's a deep knowingness connected to this Pluto in Aquarius, a deep knowingness 
that you could be fighting or trying to negotiate, you know, let's see how we can work this out. Let's see what can show up here. That is another option. But this energy doesn't budge. And the dominant energy is Pluto. Pluto is the stronger force. So this is a week to really listen, really listen to what your soul is saying. And keep in mind that you'll probably have pushback from other parts of your energy. It's sort of like not all parts of you are going to be on the same page, perhaps, with whatever is emerging or coming forward. There could be parts of you that want to fight it, that want to resist it. Uh, There could also be parts of you that joyfully accept it, which is another energy signature here of Jupiter and Taurus, especially conjunct the North Node at two degrees of Taurus. So there could be a sense of, yeah, I'm ready. I'm on board. This is definitely an alignment with how I am transforming my life because it beautifully reflects how I'm growing and also transforming my own energy and evolving my consciousness. So this is definitely bigger level energies that are trickling down and coming into our human awareness. And that could be jolting, that could be unexpected, that could be surprising. And there can be parts of you that don't want it. Just gonna have some real talk here. Some parts of yourself could be like, no, I don't want that. I don't wanna do that. I don't say yes, that's not for me. And that could be a part of you that is connected to a previous experience, that could be connected to a fear, that could be connected to something that you don't have enough information about or you don't know where it's going to go. This is where you could have a lot of things coming up in the moment that challenge your ability to trust the unknown or the unseen. But part of what we are learning is that now that Pluto is going to be in Aquarius, there's going to be some parts of ourselves that we're going to learn to welcome in. Parts of ourselves that we're going to say, oh, hello there. I haven't seen you for multiple lifetimes or that you're meeting for the first time. I feel this as a powerful cosmic download. I mean, I'm feeling this as Pluto in Aquarius is opening up some parts of ourselves that have been really powerful in other soul experiences, perhaps even very active in other galaxies or other timelines, other dimensions. And now Pluto is pulling that into our solar system and helping to deliver these energies onto the planet and helping with our current quantum growth and expansion also with what it means to be in our true authentic power that doesn't require outside validation. It doesn't require anyone else to co-sign. It feels like there's something about standing in the sovereignty of our soul's power that is being activated. And that'll be different for everybody, of course. That'll be different based on where you're at, what your life is at this point, what your journey has been. Also, your willingness to grow and to welcome it in. So certainly take what resonates for you. But Pluto in Aquarius is going to be changing our planet in ways we can't even fathom yet. 
in ways we can't even foresee at this point in our time-space continuum. But what is going to happen is that there will be this acceleration and there will be a lot more opening up and coming forward, especially in the second half of this decade. So with all that in mind, this fixed grand cross could be some type of introduction to your new future self. There could be parts of your future self coming forward that don't even look familiar to you. You're like, what? Who's wearing that outfit? Who is this character? That's me? What? And the universe is saying, actually, this is going to be you in five years or 15 years. This is where you're going. This is where you are opening up to even more of your own truth, your own power, your own talents. And you're like, I don't know who that is. But that's because it's parts of yourself that we are just opening up to. We're just getting an understanding of what is possible. So during this week, you might get some kind of insight or snapshot. You might even get, I'm seeing this really through the third eye, you might get some kind of download, like a picture or an image or even something that you're watching on a screen, whether it's on your phone, movie screen, TV screen, whatever, something that just sparks something in you that's like, that's talking to me. That energy is communicating to me and I don't know why. And that's what I'm feeling too around this fixed grand cross is that it's activating these cosmic energies within us that are helping us rise up out of the everyday, rise out of the mundane and helping us to see a bigger perspective of our journey as well as what's possible on the road ahead and over the years ahead. And that might not fit with who you are right now. That might be something that just feels completely off or challenges your sense of self or doesn't seem like it would ever fit in your life or in your world. But this is also about working with the quantum energy field and how our universe is part of a multiverse part of a universe, part of a multiverse, part of a universe, and on and on it goes. So it's understanding how we have some limitations in our human experience. We have limitations that we're aware of. And yet there's also some things here coming through that I think are going to challenge what we previously thought was possible. And I feel like we are also ready for this next chapter or for these parts of yourself that again, it could feel just really crazy, like absolutely off the wall, wackadoodle, that would never happen. And then it calls in that famous saying, never say never, because in this energy playground, all things open up, all possibilities can be revealed. And you may be surprised by your own soul growth, by your own human development in one lifetime. And because these astrological energies have been so rare, especially in the past, we could say 10 years, 15 years, and most certainly this decade alone, we have a lot of rare astrological energies unfolding. It's sort of like, yeah, we signed up 
for this wild journey that takes us to places we haven't been before and that also reminds us of our power along the way and how to continually to travel with that, to own that, to understand that the universe sees you as a powerful energy. And so how are you using that? How are you using that to create what you want in life and to believe in miracles, believe that anything is possible. Now, as I'm saying that, I'm getting this very interesting visual of the human body and how the human body is a matrix and that it is composed of various energies in the matrix. And we have been healing and moving through a lot of layers of our own personal physical matrix, as well as our energetic matrix energies. And we have been downloading and calling in new light codes, new cosmic codes, new energies that aren't as dense, that are lighter, that lighten us up, and that also enhance more of the crystalline energy frequencies, which also is shifting our emotional bodies, our egos and sense of self, our mental bodies, our nervous systems, our fear body, essentially all the energetics that we feel, sense, and work with. And this personal energy matrix is now able to receive more inspirations, higher understandings. It's like it can now call in more energy from your soul's frequency and allow it to land and integrate and be embedded in a very supportive way. So I'm hoping this makes sense because this is where I get these visuals and I'm trying to relay them to you and to paint a picture to create an image that resonates. But understand how everything you've been through, it's sort of like you might not see things shifting on a day-to-day basis. It might not be apparent to you. And then all of a sudden, there's something that could come up or come through and you realize, wow, I really have changed. I no longer feel that way. I'm no longer experiencing it in one form of energy. It's not getting to my nervous system. It's not affecting me. It's not getting into any of my deep emotions where, yes, we still feel things. We're designed and made to feel, but it doesn't mean it's always a depth of feeling. Sometimes it can just be a surface feeling or a shallow feeling, right? Sort of like you can have things just slide off your back really quickly and easily. They don't linger for days at a time. So a big part of what we move through is that we don't see the day-to-day shifts, but then there's something that all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, I'm different. There's this a new version of me. I've healed that wound or I'm no longer responding to that or I'm not interested in that or things aren't getting to me like they used to. And this could be something you evaluate over years and years of knowing yourself. But that's what we're entering is this new playground of energy that's going to also reveal to you how you are new how you have shifted, how you have healed and changed, and what that looks like and what that feels like for you now. So I feel like this fixed grand cross is also some kind of starting point. It feels like some kind of cosmic coded starting point that is showing you where you're ready to go next, where your next liftoff is, 
what beginning you're ready to trust. And even if it doesn't feel absolutely clear, of course we have questions. Of course we want to know the how. Of course there's things that our human minds can think about and dive into and want to figure out. But this is an energetic signature of a new beginning point that might not be comfortable. In fact, it probably isn't, but that's because we're getting used to it. Like it's getting used to wearing a new type of fabric or getting used to wearing a new kind of outfit or way of being that even if it feels a little scratchy or itchy or off or awkward, there's also something here that that can be quite exciting, quite interesting. And that's part of this fixed grand cross at zero degrees is that it's forcing creativity. There's a regeneration here. There's something that is applying pressure, pushing or pulling that's designed to create something new in your life, in yourself, in your world. And it feels significant because of how both Pluto and Jupiter are involved as well as the North Node and the South Node. So just stay aware of what is coming to your attention this week that is a new beginning. Now on May 21st, the Sun enters Gemini, trining that Pluto retrograde in Aquarius and sextiling Mars and Leo. And as the Sun enters Gemini, it opens up more ways of understanding what's happening, more solutions, more ideas, even loosening up any restraint or where you have felt that it's really tight and uncomfortable. Getting back to putting on a new outfit, it's kind of like able to open up the energy and allow it to be more tailored to you. Also, perhaps understanding what your choices are here. Okay, I could choose A or I could choose B. I could go to the left. I could go to the right. So I feel like the sun interacting with this fixed grand cross is going to provide some levity. It's also going to give us an understanding of what is for our best and highest good, what you do want to move towards, as well as where you have curiosity and where something looks interesting, which is what the sun in Gemini does seek out. This also means that it might feel better to talk about what you're experiencing or going through once the sun enters Gemini on May 21st because that certainly activates the throat chakra. And Gemini also connects the throat chakra to the third eye so that our mind and voice are aligned so that we can express ourselves, say what we're moving through or experiencing, also ask questions, gather more information or opinions or understanding. This could be a time too when you don't want to figure it all out on your own. You want to share. You want to hear what someone else has to say, especially if it's a trusted individual in your life. So I feel like this is a week where there could be some things that you're really going through on your own that others aren't aware of. And please understand that's the case for many people. So if people feel distant or if you're wondering why you haven't heard from them or if someone feels like very closed down, they could be experiencing that energy in this way. 
where they just want to be left alone for a bit. But then with the sun going into Gemini, the energy does open up and it does get things moving. So keep in mind that people might want their boundaries respected right now. They might want to be left alone. And that is simply a strong energy of the fixed Grand Cross especially with Mars involved, because Mars can get triggered and quite activated in this weekly energy. So if your gut says to pull back or to stay away, just trust that, just trust that. And then also have some processes in place to really take care of your own Mars and Leo responses or anything that triggers you. There can be a lot of energy that just feels angry, pissed off, loud, aggressive, and highly reactive. But thankfully that Jupiter in Taurus will temper it, will help calm it down. And Mars in Leo is going to square Jupiter in Taurus exactly at one degree on May 22nd. So this fixed Grand Cross essentially begins May 16th and lasts until about May 24th. And so keep that in mind. Of course, you might forget that that's what's going on, but there's just more in the air at this time uh, that we are each feeling and sensing. Then on May 24th, we're going to see Venus in Cancer square Chiron in Aries at 18 degrees. This is also a boo-boo. Something hurts. It doesn't feel good. Um, it could feel like something is not kind. It's not loving. Um, that's where that Venus in Cancer is sensitive and will retract. It also can feel defensive as well, especially when it meets up with Chiron and Aries, which can be more assertive at times and just say whatever it wants to say. And then that Venus in Cancer doesn't receive it well. So this is an interesting week where you could also feel like you just want to be on your own, in your own zone, and that that might serve your energy best, especially if you are extremely sensitive and an empath and you're picking up on a lot going on around you. Um, you could just feel it in the air. You could have a sense of, okay, people are kind of prickly right now and they don't know why. Things are being set off and people don't see what's happening in themselves or in their world. And this also will show us how well we can continue to manage our own energy, how we can stabilize ourselves and really stay strong in our core, even as we ride these bigger waves and these bigger expressions. This is also a beautiful time to go higher and to look at what you want next in your life that you're ready for. What hasn't been fulfilled? What is a bucket list item? What is a part of your experiences that you want to create, that you want to put energy into? This is a good time to stay higher, stay up above the clouds, stay in that long-term perspective of where you desire to go, what you want to manifest next, where the road ahead inspires you. What inspires you? What lifts you up? What gives you something exciting to look forward to, to plan for? Where do you feel your energy open up? Where your energy gets more expansive and more vibrant and it reminds you of the beautiful things on this planet. 
We have to stay focused on that. We have to stay focused on what gives us life, on what lights us up and helps us make the best of this lifetime. Because if we don't consciously access that energy, it can be very easy to sink into some things that we just don't want to continue to experience or we don't want it to be a part of our life forever or we don't want it to define our life. So yes, go bigger in your viewpoint of what inspires you right now in your life. What is the next dream? What's the next calling? What's the next adventure or the next thing that you want to manifest? That would be one way to powerfully work with the fixed grand cross at zero degrees as well. Because it is about creativity and regeneration. It is about what you want to bring to life now and what you want to experience in the physical. So if you are connecting to that frequency, see what the universe brings your way. See what your spirit guides, your team, your angels, see what they show you that gives you that spark of life that seems to be speaking to you energetically, whatever it might be. Because I feel like there's beautiful support at this time, but we have to be the ones who ask for it. We have to have a willingness to receive the answers and information. And we also want to connect with what authentically is you. What is truly you? What is vital to you? on your journey right now and even asking those questions in a big way might surprise you at what comes through or what reveals itself as a beautiful possibility or answer. Mercury is still in shadow territory after being in retrograde so there could be some things in your life that you just want to proceed slowly with. You're not looking to rush ahead. You still want some time to sit and work things through. So trust that for yourself. You could also feel like you're ready to move forward if you're clear on what the yes is. So lots going on this week and I hope this helps you stay higher in the energy to be aware of the long term as well as to stay open to what your future self is bringing in, where your future self is wanting your attention and giving you some insights into what is possible in the future. For those of you who have a birthday coming up in Gemini season or Cancer season or any time of the year, yes, you can still buy the How to Read Your Solar Return course that I offer. And this solar return information tells you what your year ahead involves. It's similar to reading a natal chart where you're understanding the energetic footprint over the next 12 months of your life and the solar return is a wonderful way to see what's going to be highlighted for you, what the themes are, what's going on in your world, what you can expect, as well as some things to be aware of that might normally catch you off guard, but the solar return will highlight what is possible. So this is still on sale for 50% off and I know that so many of you have enjoyed it and it's a course where you come back and you continue to work with it every year. So I hope that helps you become a better astrologer for yourself as well. So I'll put that link below the show here since I get a lot of questions about that course. You can also find all of my other astrology programs and business development courses over at mollymccord.online. 
Thank you so much for joining me and connecting with me through this podcast. I'll be back every Monday and Wednesday for another episode. In the meantime, wishing you a beautiful Taurus new moon, as well as perhaps some unexpected gifts that will push through and arrive with this fixed Grand Cross energy. Take good care and I'll see you back here very soon.